Welcome back to the Bowl Call Fantasy Football Podcast. Today, we are looking at running backs that will help you smash your fantasy leagues and especially your best ball leagues in the 2022 season. Let's do this thing. All right, guys, you know the drill. My name is Kevin Allen, a.k.a. the Fantasy Football Geek. And what I do is help you smash your season-long best ball, fantasy football lineups and drafts. That's what I do. And today we're taking a look at five running backs that will help you smash your league. These are flag plants for me, the best running back values at the moment. Now, what you see on screen here is from Underdog Fantasy, their best ball running back rankings. And the reason I use this, uh, because really this is the ultimate current ADP data that we can use to kind of determine what the field is doing right now. And what I love about this is just seeing how wrong the field always is. Listen, if you watch the bowl call last year, you load it up on David Montgomery, you load it up on names like Cooper Cup and, and Debo Samuel, and you won your league. That's what we do. We outsmart ADP by using a value-based drafting approach. Now, this year, I'm seeing a lot of the same trends as last year. It's a lot of groupthink, a lot of poor decision-making, and just stupidity by the field that we could take advantage of. Now, one of the things one of the things you'll note, and one of the reasons why I love RB value, it's the same thing I do in Daily Fantasy when a running back comes in as a late replacement. The reason I love it is because elite wide receivers are wildly difficult to replace. All right? You're not finding elite wide receivers on the waiver wire pretty much ever like and if you do it's a miracle it almost never happens but yet the fantasy community believes that the key to winning fantasy football leagues is having strong running backs because they scored more touchdowns etc etc that is an incorrect approach that is an old mindset brought to you by the old school names that you've heard the tired old names of fantasy football that you've heard time and time again and they're wrong they're they're always wrong and that's what I love. That's why we can win high-stakes fantasy football leagues. That's why we can win our best ball leagues very easily. Listen, last year, I think I won 13 out of 15 um, best ball leagues that I entered. Um, not tournaments. Of course, tournaments are hard to win, but just leagues against 12 others. And the reason that happened is, again, because of mistakes in the approach that people make. So without further ado, what we're going to talk about today are five running backs that you could draft in best ball and your season longs, but definitely in best ball that you can get late in the draft that allow you to load up ahead of time on elite wide receivers and tight ends and allow you to construct a team that is both versatile and elastic, right? Now, part of the criteria for picking these running backs is they have to be easily handcuffed. I need to know in best ball that I've locked down the position. Again, I approach this differently. Other people tell you don't handcuff. They're wrong. Thank goodness that people out there give out bad advice. They're wrong. I like that they're wrong. That helps me. That helps you. That helps me. So the key criteria in best balls specifically is to make sure that your running back position is covered at all times. Other people get injuries. You know how running backs are constantly getting hurt. If you don't handcuff your running back you're going to get zeros 
That's how it goes. Or you feel forced to take four kind of starting running backs early in the draft, and then your team is filled with a bunch of shitty wide receivers. So to get started, the first running back on my list is the aforementioned David Montgomery. And he was on the list last year, and we are back. The reason is because the field still has not figured out that David Montgomery is an elite workhorse running back. And I don't understand what the problem is here. What's the confusion? He's on a team in the Bears that want to run the football. There's no Tarek Cohen over there anymore taking the passing game work. And he proved last season. Here you go. 42 receptions. He proved last season, 2020, 54 receptions that he can catch a pass. The team wants to run the football. They want to play defense. They have a workhorse back that can catch passes. And yet he's going as RB19, current ADP. RB19, that means that you can get David Montgomery all the way down here. You ready for this? After such names as Ezekiel Elliott, who's a split guy, uh, after uh, Cam Akers, who is a unknown uh, work workload guy after James Connor, who's a always gets hurt guy after Javante Williams, who's a split touches guy. There are so many reasons and red flags with a lot of these guys. Saquon Barkley always hurt. You just wait. RB 19. Get him in the fifth round. You take your first running back in the fifth round. Now, if her, Montgomery gets hurt, we're okay. We're fine because we're we're going to pick up Khalil Herbert at the end of the draft. Khalil Herbert proved last season when he had a chance that you can't even find. There he is. Um, ADP of 170. It's about the 15th round. That's towards the end of your draft. So you're getting his handcuff almost at the end of the draft. And I love it. I love that all the handcuffs are here. And this is a, a really important part of the draft where you will be handcuffing. But you pick up Montgomery. You back him up with Khalil Herbert, and now you haven't wasted a first, second, third, fourth round pick on a running back. Instead, you got elite wide receivers. Your team already has CeeDee Lamb on it. It already has Justin Jefferson. It already has Mark Andrews. You got elite players at every other position because you had the balls to wait at running back in a best ball league. So our top priority plague plan, and he'll be on all my best ball teams this year, pretty much all of them, is David Montgomery. And again, I don't mind if he gets hurt because I have Khalil Herbert on the team waiting in the wings who I picked up in the 15th round. No other players in the 15th round are grabbing like these shitty wide receivers that aren't going to do anything for your team. We don't do that. We go the opposite. All right. That's player number one flag plan. Moving on. Player number two that we're going to target at running back best ADP value in best ball, in your season-long league, whatever you're doing. Elijah Mitchell. Now, this is another player that I don't really... He's currently ADP of RB26 overall. Hey, he's floating. Uh, he's moving up a little bit. I think he might actually be 24 at the moment. Um, he is moving up just a little bit. But it's weird to me that the field is not on this kid. Now, he does compete with Trey Lance this year and... Debo Samuel for touchdowns. The touchdown production isn't as hasn't been as great, or at least it wasn't as great as what you might have wanted in his first year. But the volume was incredible. The 49ers fed this fellow, this young youngster. And let's I'm going to do the math here. 
you know, it as many as 30 touches in a game, but he had 11 games played last season. He didn't really even take over as a, um, as a starter until a couple of games in, uh, in 11 games, he had 207 rushing attempts. So about 20 attempts per game and a thousand yards. The yards per carry numbers are fantastic. He can catch a pass. He caught a few passes. They didn't use him heavily in the passing game. That could change in year two. And I think a lot of his issues in, in year one were in pass protection, which a lot of young players have issues there. That can improve in, in year two as well. He'll still compete with Debo Samuel. He'll still compete with Trey Lance. But what I love about Elijah Mitchell is he's on a team, again, that wants to play defense and run the football primarily. That is not a team that's going to score a lot of touchdowns via the pass, especially with Trey Lance at the helm. It's very similar to a J.K. Dobbins situation, but with more volume, right? And again, Elijah Mitchell, fairly easy to handcuff with Tyrion Davis-Price, who you can get pretty much at the very, very end, maybe the last pick in your draft, and he's got a strong handcuff in David Davis-Price. So again, rather than spending the high draft pick on a player like Dalvin Cook in the first round, you're giving up. When you do that, you're giving up an elite wide receiver. You're giving up on Jamar Chase. You're giving up on Justin Jefferson to do that. Get Jefferson with the early pick. Grab Elijah Mitchell, RB26. That's towards the end of your draft, and he will deliver for you from the position group. Plus, he's really, really easy to handcuff with Terry and Davis Price. All right, continuing on. A player that no one likes for some odd reason. Travis Etienne, currently going off the board as RB21 in underdog fantasy drafts. Look at where he is going off the board after J.K. Dobbins, just ahead of Antonio Gibson. Now, Travis Etienne doesn't have any competition for touches uh, in the Jaguars' backfield. Travis Etienne is falsely, falsely assumed to be a smaller running back. He's just an elite, talented running back, 215 pounds, 5'10", Elite first round draft capital for running back. Everybody forgot about Travis Etienne because he got hurt last year. That's not a reason to forget about a player. You can get Etienne late in your draft. He catches passes. He has size. He's on a team that's going to be throwing the football out, probably won't be winning, but that should be drastically improved from the disaster that was the Urban Meyer time with Jaguar. He's gone. Urban Meyer's gone. All the dysfunction hopefully has moved on from Jacksonville, but here he has no competition for touches. James Robinson is coming off a late season Achilles tear. He will not be ready to play for months into the season, if at all. So ETN's getting the full backfield workhorse catches passes on a team that has actually traditionally done well to the running back position with a young quarterback where young quarterbacks always lean more on the running back in the red zone. That's what they do. They always do it because they're that's the hardest part of the game to learn. And coaches don't want them throwing interceptions when they finally get down to the red zone. So teams with young quarterbacks always lean on the running back in the red zone. Travis Etienne is poised to have a breakout year this year. He's available so late in your draft. Again, it allows you the flexibility to grab elite wide receivers and running backs. You've 
by the time you hit this fourth, fifth, sixth round where you're getting the, the players that I'm talking about, you could have three elite running backs and an elite tight end on your team. That's it. Uh, two, I'm sorry, three elite wide receivers and an elite tight end on your team. That's it. So this is the proper way to construct your fantasy team in 2022. The fact that these players are available so late is a mistake by the field. These are second round. Travis Etienne should be in the second round. David Montgomery should be going at the end of the second round, but he's not. He's going to the fifth round. Take advantage of it this year. This is how you smash your league mates. It's not that hard. Travis Etienne planting the flag this season. Load up. He's going to get you PPR. He's going to get you touchdowns. He is an elite talent. That's just going way too late. And next year, he's going to be a first-rounder. So grab the value while it's there. All right, next up, we've got Kenny Dynamite Walker of the Seattle Seahawks. Kenny Walker is currently going, and get this, he's twenty RB29 off the board. All right, RB29. Really? Really? RB29? Okay, so that means you can get uh, you, here we go. You can get Travis. AT, uh, you can get Kenny Walker, rookie. I think he's going to move up. By the way, you can get a 87 ADP. So in the seventh or eighth round of your draft, you've already got a full team of players, and now you're getting Kenny Walker. Now, what what do I love about Kenny Walker? He might not even be the starter day one. It might be Rashad Penny, but Rashad Penny's always injured. But the best part is you're going to handcuff him with Rashad Penny, who you're going to get three rounds later. So when you combine Penny and Walker on your team, and they're cheap, you know, um, Penny in the 10th round, Walker in the 8th round, or 7th, 7th or 8th round. Again, you've already filled your team out. Remember, we started our draft with three elite wide receivers, round 1, 2, and 3, or three elite wide receivers and an elite tight end, round 1 through 4. Go in the opposite of what people think you should do. Now we, we picked up Montgomery in round 5, maybe Elijah Mitchell in round 6. And and here or or Travis Etienne, we have enough names that if one is gone, we get the other one. And then here in round eight, we grab ten, uh, Kenny Walker, backed up by Rashad Penny. Now, why do I like these this pairing? It's because the Seahawks are very very obvious about what they want to do. They want to run the football. They're going to lean the run. You're not going to get 35, 40 point performances out of these guys most of the time, but they'll get you the yeoman like 16 fantasy points in in non PPR format, like what Underdog does here. For their tournaments, they'll get you the yeoman like 16, 18 points. So uh, that's what I'm expecting out of Kenny Walker. He is by all examples an elite talent. Um, the comparable over on player profiler is Ladanian Tomlinson. Could you ask for more? No. Super fast speed, 4.38. He's got elite um, speed, elite uh, burst. Well, not elite burst, but elite speed. This is a player that was widely regarded as the best pure rusher coming out of the draft this season. And again, he's playing behind an injury-prone Rashad Penny, but the best part is you get them both on your team. This is best ball. The computer will automatically elevate whichever one of these guys is necessary into your lineup. Now, remember, we've talked about four players already that you can lock up both the starter and the backup to where you know I've got my running back position locked down for the season, and I didn't have to waste any of your first four picks on them. That's how you win. Finally, now if we want to spend up a little bit, I love this pairing 
It's a little bit of a spend up, but not that much. We're going to use a uh, an early third rounder to get Leonard Fournette, who is currently going off the ball off the board. I don't know how to close that, but who is currently going off the board as RB twelve. Now this thing says RB six. That's their ranking, but in underdog, this is all we care about. Current ADP has him as RB. 12, right after Nick Chubb. Now, Leonard Fournette was absolutely incredible last season, but I I am under no illusions that Leonard Fournette is locked in to be an elite player. And there is a little bit of risk taking anybody like this, as even as high as in the end of the second, early third round. I think he should be going higher than that. But if you look at his fantasy points per game last season, 18.3, that's spectacular. Um, lots and lots of receptions, and we love receptions for running backs. We love that. That's the best thing that he does. But the other nice part about Leonard Fournette, if you want to go there, is you could back him up with an elite backup in rookie running back Rashad White. So here's what happens. If Fournette is healthy and playing, he should be smashing. He's playing with Tom Brady. We've already seen what they do together. Brady loves to check down to him for some reason. Um, the the Bucks are actually down a little bit at the wide receiver position with Godwin injured and probably not there to start the season. So more targets available potentially for Leonard Fournette. We're backing him up with Rashad White, who we can get it with the last pick. Let's see. Let's see where Rashad White is, but he should be right at the very end. Yeah, I mean, Rashad White, 11th round pick. So really late in your, I'm actually surprised how high he is, but still 11th round, strong backup running back. We'll have some flex appeal. He's fine to have on your team anyway, but most importantly, we're backing up Fournette with White. Now I like the other four players better because we can get them later, but obviously Fournette is a guy that's playing with Tom Brady and he's really set to have a great, great season. And I just like him amongst this zone uh, where he is situated. You got to like Fournette. He's got the PPR upside. You got to kind of like him better than Aaron Jones and, and, and Mixon, who's had some injury issues and comes off the field for passing downs. Like these are just guys that I'm planting my flag in. I don't want to pay a first round um, ticket for an Austin Eckler, who has just never shown that he's worth a first-round pick, especially here. This is one of the most ridiculous rankings I've ever seen. Najee Harris on a team with no offensive line, hasn't scored a lot of touchdowns. Dalvin Cook always gets hurt. There, there are all these reasons why these first-rounders will ruin you. Instead, you can get Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. You have a team with Cooper Cup and Jefferson on it because you hammered, or, or Cooper Cup and Devontae or Lamb on it because you hammered running back in your first two picks. Uh, you you skipped running back and the rest of your league took them with the first two picks. That's how you win the league. It's that simple. Get cup on your team. Get one of these other guys with your first two picks. Don't waste them on running backs. All right. So to recap, how to dominate your best ball and season long league this season, wait on running back. Grab David Montgomery, back him up with Khalil Herbert. Grab Elijah Mitchell, back him up with Tyrion Davis-Price. Grab Travis Etienne. No backup for him. Maybe James Robinson, I don't know, last pick. 
Not really sure. He can't really cuff Travis Etienne. Kenneth Walker, Rashad Penny combo. Leonard Fournette, Rashad White. If you want to go early, again, I like the later. So if you do that, you're going to dominate your best ball leagues this season. It's that simple. You'll dominate your season-long teams. Your league mates are all going to be going for the running backs early, and that's great. But when they're taking wide receivers, mediocre ones, that's when you step up and you grab workhorse running backs that are available late. All right, that'll do it for this breakdown. Flag plant running backs. We'll be back to talk about the wide receiver position next time. If you don't have an underdog fantasy account and you want to kind of get signed up over there, go check it out. If you use promo code DFS Army, they're going to actually match your initial deposit. So you can put 100 bucks in there Use promo code DFS Army. They'll give you another $100 in your account, and you can get down with the Best Ball Mania 3, which is a great contest. They got the puppy. They got the mania. The puppy is $5 to enter, and this is just a better way to, if you're just planning on doing mock drafts, just enter the puppy. Enter the puppy. 75 k to first $5 entry. You want to spend a little more? Again, do the BBM 3, 25 bucks an entry. Start drafting now. All right. See you later, everybody.